Welcome to Bible Theory Podcast, hosted by the Chicano Knox. Finally, a podcast about the church for the church. Bible Theory is for the streets, homie. This ain't your boy scout, choir boy type of podcast. This is for the Vato Locos who have been saved by the blood of Christ, homie. Coming straight out of Geneva. Donde están mis soldados reformados? Bienvenido a la Teoria de la Biblia podcast con el Chicano Knox. You are now entering into the reform state of mind, homie. Where we study ecclesiology and take it to the streets, homie. Coming from that five solas. Coming from that reformed underground railroad, homie. Coming from that West West 1646, All right, all right. Thank you so much for uh, joining Bible Theory once again. This is your host, the Chicano Knox, coming live and direct from the Scriptorium, aka the Reform Underground Studios, and. I want to give a, a, a quick shout out to everybody in uh, India. I do have um, some listeners in India. I'm trying to, uh, you know, introduce, uh, you know, all my listeners to the church in India. And that's what the show today is going to be about. It's about what's going on in India. What about the church in India? A bunch of different um, questions needs to be asked about what's going on, updates, uh, challenges, you know, the context, uh, maybe church history. You know, all these things matter when it comes to the doctrine of ecclesiology, uh, the, you know, the doctrine of the church, because America is only one tiny, tiny little section of the body of Christ. And we uh, in America, you know, in Canada, England, we are not all encompassing the church, right? There's other parts, there's other uh, people in the church um, that we don't see. For example, India, Poland, Egypt. And that's what Bible theory wants to do. I want to interview pastors, uh, you know, missionaries. I want to interview all kinds of people from around the world to give us a different perspective. Not only not only perspective, but like what's going on, uh, boots, knowledge, you know, what's going on in the ground. So with me, I have a special guest from India. So first of all, uh, please forgive me if we have any interruptions with, uh, you know, internet, technology, uh, especially if you're watching this um, on replay or if you're watching this live. So thank you so much. Please bear with us. I have a special guest all the way from India. So first of all, everybody in India, I see you. Thank you so much for uh, listening in and uh, subscribing. Uh, Vinet, thank you so much for uh, joining Bible Theory. Uh, you know, for those who don't know you, uh, please, you know, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, uh, I'm so grateful to be here on this podcast. Um, um, my name is uh, Vineet Sasane. Um, I live in the central part of India. Um, it's close to uh, the big city of Mumbai. Uh, my city is a little smaller than Mumbai. It's a three-hour journey, a car journey from Mumbai. It's called Pune. Uh, I've been born and raised here in uh, uh, Pune. It's a uh, kind of a uh, big city, uh, I think seventh or eighth largest city in India. We have only about, uh, say, um, six million <laughs> uh, people. Uh, and uh, it's a growing IT hub. Um, 
and an educational uh, center, a lot of colleges. And uh, so I grew up here and uh, I grew up in a Christian family, uh, but by God's grace, um, uh, came to know the true gospel in the year 2000. Um, I had the privilege of being um, trained at uh, and, and finished my MDiv. And by God's grace, I married uh, my wife, Saya, who's uh, from uh, the other end uh, of India, close to the border with Myanmar. Um, and we have three children. Uh, Eliana, our oldest, is um, nine, soon to be ten. Um, Ezra, our second uh, son, is um, seven. And uh, we have a four-month-old uh, called uh, Lucas. So uh, we are super grateful. We, we are here in this city and uh, been part of uh, Jivantasha Bible Church uh, for the past seven years. And it's been wonderful uh, to be growing together and uh, serving the Lord here. Amen, amen. You know, um, so, you know, for those who are not familiar with India, uh, you know, can you give us, uh, you know, what India is like, uh, culture, uh, maybe if you could um, dispel some of the stereotypes and myths, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just an overview of the culture. And maybe if you could um, help us with our stereotypes of what we think it is, but what, what is not, maybe overcome some of those myths about India. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, it's not like uh, tigers running around uh, and elephants roaming the streets or something like that. Uh, there are uh, huge cities. Um, some of the cities are uh, really growing very fast and very high tech. A um, lot of IT companies and a uh, lot of infrastructure. Uh, over the last 20 years, there's been a huge boom uh, in the economy. Um, at the same time, uh, yeah, a lo- uh, large part of India lives in the villages um, and there's farming. So uh, it's a mix of everything. You, you could be uh, one moment in a huge uh, swanky mall um, with all the amenities uh, on par with the rest of the world, all the brands, and um, maybe just a two-minute walk or five-minute walk from the mall, you could be in uh, a big slum area. Um, and um, it's these realities that are side by side. It's a, a melting pot of uh, various ideas, culture, a lot of tastes. It's very hard to describe unless you come and experience it for yourself. Um, there's so many uh, regional uh, languages and accents and tri- uh, tribes and sub-tribes and dialects, and uh, it's uh, it's hard to... Uh, describe, um, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, we are made in the image of God, and uh, we um, we are a great civilization. I can say an old civilization, and um, yeah, it's it's just a mix of so many things. Um, is it true that cricket it's like the biggest sport in India, or is it soccer? Well, cricket, yes. Uh, everybody's crazy about cricket here. There's a there's a match with England going on right now. Uh, so, um, um, yeah, it's it's like baseball, uh, but you bounce the ball. You don't throw it straight at the batsman. We call him a batsman, uh, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's similar, but uh, it's a lot different as well. But it's a craze here in India, but other sports are catching up. Um, soccer is catching up. Um, many of the, uh, the clubs from Europe have begun, uh, you know, grassroots level uh, academies and stuff here. So, um, yeah, soccer is catching up as well. Nice. You know, is it true that India has like a, a, a lot of holidays? because of the religious background in India, the context. So like how many holidays do you guys have and how many holidays are national, like days off yeah. where, where people don't work? How, what's the difference and how many you have? Yeah, you, you're right. You've done some good uh, research on India. Uh, yeah, in, in the month of November, we have probably the biggest uh, uh, festival here called Diwali. Um, so Usually people take 10 days off. Schools uh, would have probably 15 days off. Um, then there's uh, other festivals. Uh, Dasera. Uh, there's a festival called Holi. Um, so all year round, basically every month probably there would be uh, some festival. And uh, But because of uh, globalization and all the corporates and uh, India... Uh, working in you know the bpos that serve uh, overseas clients um uh, i mean there's been a change and we don't get all those leaves uh, but if you're in the schooling uh, system colleges uh, you get a lot of leaves uh, you get a lot of holidays yeah yeah that's what i saw i saw a lot of holidays more than the united states uh so 10 days consecutive that's that's like a vacation. <laughs> uh, true, wow. True. You know, um, yeah. is there is there like a holiday that's, that's that that is unique, kind of like in the United States? We have Thanksgiving, where we we celebrate, um, you know, the Lord. We celebrate Jesus, and we're thankful. We celebrate the memory of what happened between. Um, a Native American tribe, for some reason I can't remember, um, and then some some Puritans, some pilgrims, and they, you know, they have a Thanksgiving meal, and then you know what I yeah. mean. It, you know, the history is kind of short there, but in all in all, America has a holiday based on Thanksgiving. Do Do you guys have like a? I don't know if you know this, and it's okay if you don't. But do you do you know if you guys have like a specific holiday? that is dedicated to only Thanksgiving? Uh, well, from a, from a Christian perspective, we don't. Uh, but from a national perspective, we uh, celebrate Independence Day. Um, that's uh, 15th July and uh, 26th uh, Jan is our Republic Day when we got our constitution. So um, there's, any, there's nothing distinctively uh, religious about those. Uh, and then for Christians here in India, it's the usual Christmas and Good Friday and Easter. Mm. So, so you guys do celebrate Christmas and Easter. Um, you know, how is the celebration for Christians like? Um, what's the what's the feel? What's the normal procession? Um, you know, is there any like? Do people know the difference? Like. Is there a notable difference when, when you know, when the month of December comes around? Or is it like, oh, 
people don't even know it's Christmas? Uh, well, um, there is. There is definitely, um, uh, you know, in our neighborhood, uh, Christians will put up stars uh, outside their home. Um, they do a little bit of decoration of the homes. Um, they'll invite friends over and um, people from various uh, religions, uh, they expect a Christmas cake, um, you know, uh, where, you know, we'll be giving out uh, Christmas cakes. And um, and also there's uh, something distinctively Indian as well. Some of the dishes and the sweets that we cook are not Western, but um, they're dist- distinctively Indian. So that's come uh, into Christmas and uh, Easter. And, um, yeah, but generally it's a wonderful time of the year. Nice. All right. Um, so, you know, I got a couple questions, you know, so this, this is about, you know, the church update in India, but people want to know, how did you come to Jesus? Like, how did you, you know, convert and accept the gospel? What were some of your objections? Um, if you could just summarize your testimony, maybe like in like three or four minutes. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, what a great privilege it is. Uh, I grew up in a, a godly home and uh, part of an evangelical church, but uh, without any doctrinal basis, without any clear gospel presentation. And so, uh, you know, the karma hangover in India, it, it infiltrated um, the church and my childhood as I grew up. And I just grew up with um, the understanding that God is holy and um, and we have to stay away from sin and, and many, uh, many rules and regulations. Um, and uh, it was kind of uh, suffocating, uh, but there was no change in my inner life and my thinking. Um, I did it because we were externally uh, told to do those things and there were all these rules and regulations. Uh, but I did not uh, delight after God or Christ. Um, but um, sadly, I pursued my own pleasure. Um, but when I was uh, at the age of 20, uh, God began to convict me and um, and I just came to a deep realization that uh, I'm a sinner and uh, in judgment, uh, in danger of God's judgment and condemnation. But sadly, um, I could not hear a clear uh, presentation of who Christ is and what he has done. It was all uh, left to me that I have to earn something and I have to uh, do certain things that will, you know, prove to God and, and kind of pacify uh, God in one sense, but the more I tried, uh, the more frustrating it it, it got. Um, but by God's grace, uh, uh, John MacArthur's cassette library in those days there were audio cassettes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those who were in my house, my dad used to listen and began to hear the word of God, and it just came alive. And as I was hearing the Book of Romans, um, I heard for the first time the substitutionary atoning work of Christ. And uh, it was a big struggle for me. Uh, my struggle was uh, having grown up in such a, uh, a legalistic and um, fire and brimstone revivalistic uh, church that uh, emphasized on um, you know holiness and observing so many rules of the church. Uh, my struggle was uh, how can uh, this grace be so amazing and so free and so rich 
and uh, offered to me in Christ and uh, his substitutionary work. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, the the kind of the hang up or the hindrance, like, uh, is this is this true? But by God's uh, grace, his spirit, uh, the one who convinced me I'm a sinner also convinced me that Christ is the only way. There is no hope uh, apart from him. And he uh, is uh, my um, redemption and my righteousness and my wisdom and my sanctification. First uh, Corinthians one thirty really played a big part uh, in my life, the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. And what a joy and, and transformation that uh, it got in my life uh, from uh, deep within. Now I began to desire God and his ways. And um, my life changed, my pursuits changed, my aims and objectives changed. And um, it's been so many years now. Um, uh, by God's grace, um, the Bible is still uh, so enriching and so precious. And uh, he's been leading me uh, into uh, his pastures green ever since. So that's a small presentation of uh, what God did for me to save me. Amen. And it's not just changing you, right? Because uh, I think you said something in the email or something like that, that your brother's going to seminary in California as well. So yeah. obviously the gospel is impacting your family and friends, right? Yeah. So he's uh, six and a half years uh, younger to me and uh, he grew up and he had his own similar struggles. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, we came, uh, I came out of uh, that uh, legalistic church into a more Bible preaching church and uh, he eventually came out and he was searching and uh, we, we started a youth uh, ministry, a friend and I, and uh, we were going through the book of one John where he came to know that, uh, you know, he's, he's not saved and, God began a work in his heart and transformed him. And uh, it's been amazing to see uh, him grow over the years. And now he's at uh, West Cal um, and he's having a great, great time there. Nice, nice. Awesome. You know, and, you know, so, so, so life in the church in India, what is that like? Well, what is the normal day for, for the church in India? Um, what does that look like? What does the worship services look like? What does the fellowship look like? Uh, try to describe to us what a church service looks like, the fellowship, you know, um, you know, the church in India, um, basically for us who don't know. Yeah, well, uh, there's a big picture, um, uh, the church in general, um, there's, there's so many denominations I was just going through. Uh, there are Baptists, there are um, the Anglicans who now are called as the Church of North India, Church of South India. There are Lutherans, there are uh, Presbyterians, there are uh, many Pentecostals, and there's many evangelical churches. And um, So it's difficult to speak for everybody what a Sunday would look like. Uh, but I can talk from my perspective. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's the day that we look forward to. It's the beginning of the week where we celebrate um, the resurrection, um, and we remind ourselves that we've been brought into the rest of Christ, uh, the eternal uh, rest uh, which Christ has won for us. And so, uh, uh, it's uh, typically um, we get up and we. Um, reach church by 10.30 and um, 
there are believers from uh, various backgrounds actually from north india south india east india west india and so uh, we have our own regional languages that we speak but we also speak in english and hindi uh, and so uh, that's the common uh, ground uh, but uh, you know by god's grace uh, our songs uh, we have old hymns uh, we have um, newer songs uh, we have uh, songs like in christ alone uh, that have been translated uh, into uh, uh, hindi and 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 my own language marathi uh, so different uh, people like uh, sometimes we do uh, one verse in english one verse in another language and then one verse in english one verse so it's also i think um, pointing to uh, the the wonderful uh, reality of the new testament church where christ has is drawing people from every tribe and tongue and uh, nation and so uh, there's a lot of diversity and then there's uh, uh, this gathering around the word of christ uh, proclaimed and uh, there's communion and uh, there's sweet fellowship we have lunch every sunday uh, we are around 40 50 people um, and so we enjoy lunch fellowship together some of the sisters um, they cook uh, graciously you know they've been serving for a long time and we kind of contribute towards the lunch expense as well and uh, after after lunch we wind up and uh, most of the young uh, adults um, they come to my home we have adult sunday school then they there is kids sunday school as well uh, at 4 and uh, the whole day basically spent in sweet fellowship and um, just encouraging one another and praying for one another and uh, it's a very uh, full day but it's a very refreshing day as well nice uh, that sounds like a a really sweet time of fellowship a lot of uh, community Uh, yeah. It sounds like you're sharing your life with one another. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. not. It doesn't sound like some American churches where you go to church, you show up, and then everybody leaves. It sounds like everybody shows up, and there's like community. There's uh, a. Yeah. It sounds like there's more inter- engagement, more interaction. Everybody's yeah. still with each other after the sermon, after the church. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds a little bit more closer community than. Yeah, maybe what we got here in the United States. So that that that's yeah, so, actually a unique situation. Yeah, the young adults they even uh, stay back for dinner, um, and uh, you know it's it's during these uh, unofficial or informal times where life's questions and um, things about what somebody said during the week and just uh, how life on life uh, happens and. Um, you know things get asked and there's um, you know things that uh, we advise and uh, you know it's a great uh, mutual encouragement and some of the uh, young adults uh, they are the only uh, people in their family that have come to faith in Christ so uh, it's difficult for them to uh, you know um, have that kind of uh, relationship and so um, by god's grace my family is very supportive and we have a, like a open open home On, on, yeah. on Sunday. Wow, amazing. That's very um very amazing. That actually kind of leads me to another um idea or question about people you know, how is the people responding to the gospel in India? 
So first of all, how do you reach the Indian people? And then second of all, how are the Indian people responsive? Yeah. Well, uh, we uh, we are a, a relationship-based culture. Like when I watch videos uh, about in the West, you can just on the street uh, talk to somebody and engage in life's questions. Uh, that's not how our culture works. Uh, as uh, if you approach somebody on the street, uh, especially of the opposite sex, you, uh, you know, you would you'd be in trouble. Um, so ours is a very relational, um, very traditional, conservative uh, culture. So uh, most of the reaching out happens uh, through friendships and uh, through a lot of investment of time and uh, showing uh, people that we really care. And, uh, you know, there's always uh, a place where they can come and discuss life's issues. Um, at the same time, uh, the, the transformation uh, in believers, uh, the salt and the light is a wonderful uh, way in which conversations open up uh, the transformed life. Uh, you know, Christ living in us, his spirit uh, continually changing us. And so there's definitely a change. Mm, and so that's uh, one way. And uh, of course, uh, we take, uh, um, you know, we make the most of opportunities like Christmas and Good Friday and Easter um, and uh, reach out in various ways. Uh, and so I think, you know, in India, the best uh, way uh, things happen uh, are through uh, friendships and relationships. And uh, over time, um, you know, the conversations opening up. Uh, but um, also um, the Lord is using um, the Internet uh, amazingly. Um, most of even the rural folk, they have uh, mobile phones and internet connection wherever they are. <clears throat> and so uh, it's amazing to see how uh, it kind of reminds uh, me of uh, the Reformation and how printing was such a key uh, way in which the gospel spread and uh, the fire of the Reformation spread. And so also, you know, we have WhatsApp and we have Facebook and we have so many uh, print media and uh, internet media, social media through which, um, you know, the message is uh, going out. And it's amazing to see how God uh, draws people uh, out of, uh, you know, spiritual darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah, amen. It, it sounds like a lot of people, a lot of the technology people have access to the gospel. Um, do they hear the gospel in English or in the primary language languages? Um, is that what you think is helpful because of the internet? Uh, yeah, uh, so, some in the city uh, they do hear it. Uh, it depends on the the, the various area, and um, so in the city definitely uh, in English. But uh, by God's grace, so many resources are being translated. Uh, our church uh, too by. Um, God's grace, we uh, were able to trans, uh, translate um, the Heidelberg Catechism um, and the 1689 and a lot of short articles. Um, and even uh, Joel Beakey graciously allowed us to translate um, the short articles on the Christian life and discipleship, uh, which are um, in his study Bible. Uh, so, you know, there are so many ways in which... Uh, 
various people god is raising up who are translating resources who are uh, even in our church we have english and then there's uh, translation of the sermon uh, into uh, marathi the regional language so people who would never hear biblical exposition uh, they are hearing a message and biblical exposition week in um and so that's also another wonderful way some of the brothers um they do rec- video recordings and then you know that's also how uh, the message goes out um tell me a little bit about um evangelism i know you mentioned a little bit about indian being indian culture being a relationship based culture but um is there any open air preaching is there like passing out gospel tracts kind of like you know if you heard Ray Comfort you know and many other people they do those things here um is is there any open air preaching tell, tell me a little bit more about evangelism methods in India that you do um and that you have seen or heard sure so uh, when i was growing up uh, the situation in india was uh, pretty different uh, different uh, we had open air meetings uh, and uh, you know the billy graham evangelistic uh, crusade um, some speakers would come there would be open air meetings there would be uh, revival kind of meetings at different church grounds um, there would be tract distribution and uh, all of those um, really upfront kind of things uh, but uh, as you know that uh, situation um, has changed over the last uh, you know 10 a decade or so and so even though some uh, do uh, use that way uh, the the general misunderstanding right now due to the health and wealth and prosperity uh, gospel preaching and these big mega events um, you know there's there's uh, there's a negative uh, outlook uh, because of that um, because you know people with such a huge number gathering and the claims being made that uh, you know the various healings and uh, so uh, those kind of things are uh, looked down upon uh, because of the sheer number of people and and the sheer claims that are being made at these meetings and so uh, various people are uh, a little cautious or a little alert about um, these things um but for me uh, and uh, us uh, we look at ephesians 4 and equipping the church uh, for the work of ministry and so uh, we uh, continuously um, remind uh, people um, uh, what the gospel is and how precious it is and and we cannot convert or we cannot uh, save anyone we can be faithful in in our context and uh, you know uh, we can be praying for opportunities and just faithfully uh, with the lord's wisdom uh, and winsomeness uh, share that so uh, our methodology here would be equipping uh, the people uh, for the work of ministry and instead of one man uh, on a big stage reaching out suddenly you have 40 50 members that uh, understand the gospel and cherish the gospel and Uh, in various contexts of their own lives uh, are able to uh, share the wonderful news of the gospel yeah amen you know a lot of people get you know lost in the in the world of the church when 
especially you have a lot of false teachers going on, you know, like, uh, the, you know, the, the, the health and wealth gospel and especially the newer trend, um, here in America, there's like a, like a left, a left leaning approach to the gospel that sacrifice truth for the sake of peace. Um, it's, it's really savvy. A lot of the denominations are dealing with it. A lot of people call it woke, uh, gospel or uh, you know liberal type gospel is there any um of that going on in india where people are preaching a woke gospel or a liberal type gospel a gospel that's really not a gospel is there any of that going on uh, well it's uh, funny uh, how uh, things from the west eventually end up here um so you know some of our seminaries uh, the way the liberalism eventually uh, came here into our seminaries um and then the health and wealth movement the seeker sensitive movement and uh, yes uh, of late i have been hearing from uh, certain friends that um, you know we may not have um, necessarily uh, so much of racial uh, issues but we we have um, certain issues um, with caste and, and and rich and poor and um and so slowly, uh, I've been reading some articles and been made aware uh, that even in India, um, there have been these kind of uh, ways of culturally being relevant and, uh, you know, thinking um, about uh, influencing our culture or, um, you know, things that make me uh, think that this... Uh, begins has begun to smell a little like woke uh wokeism yeah yeah that's very unfortunate um you know i talked to some uh a missionary a person who uh, works in egypt and um uh, he said that that's been around for a long time um you know in the early 1900s uh in the earliest oh, no in the early 20th century uh for example when the pca made it to egypt uh, that they already had encountered, you know, uh, liberal type of theology in the seminaries. So, yeah, we are a great exporter here in the West of Western worldly I ideologies. And that's um, very sad. Um, but at the same time, some... uh, yeah. you know, I would like to add at the same time, uh, we are grateful for people like John MacArthur, R.C. Sproul, um, uh, GTY, uh, Ligonier, um, Heartcry, um, no, no. and uh, you know they 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 have been having a wonderful impact too. So praise God for that. Oh, absolutely! God is still faithful. You know, the church will not uh, perish or fade away. Um, the Lord said, "I promise, I will build it." So uh, believe me, believe me. He said. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, even though we are a great exporter, we are also a great uh, exporter of uh, the true gospel. The Lord has used a lot of people, like you mentioned. So praise God for that, right? Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about um, the, the challenges, uh, you know, that the church in India faces right now uh, and maybe continues to face this from history that the Indian church is dealing with that is uniquely different from what the American church is dealing with. Cause like you, like we talked about, there's similarities, like the wokeness, the wokeness 
you know, relationship. I guess we mentioned a little bit, you guys are more relational than we are, uh, you know, but what is uniquely challenging for you, for, for you, for the church there um, that you continue to face one from historical perspectives, maybe you guys are dealing with this for hundreds of years. And then two, what, what is one of the uniqueness differences that you guys are dealing with that, that it's kind of like a road, a roadblock, an obstacle, uh, you know, a thorn in the flesh. What, what is it? If maybe if you could list some of those things out for us. Sure. Um, I think the, the challenge of, um, you know, feeling uh, insignificant at some times because you're in a country of over a billion and uh, there's just 2.5 uh, percent Christianity out of that. Maybe majority is uh, Roman Catholicism and then uh, the, the mainline kind of uh, denominations and evangelical Christianity. And then you <laughs> boil down to reform uh, Christianity. It's, uh, it's, it's very less. So there's this uh, challenge of discouragement. Um, there's a challenge of the prosperity gospel. Um, so many people and so many ministries and so many things built on half-truths and the superficial sugar coating. Um, and so definitely there is a pull and a temptation for uh, various ministers and churches to begin compromising and uh, begin to go into that direction uh, to keep people to uh, go with the flow and um, you know, try to be relevant. There's a challenge of, uh, you know, this this kind of works um, mystical thing that we've had from generations. Um, it's just the way we are. Even the 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 way we study the Bible, uh, we love to go into um, a mystical and and kind of uh, eisegesis and um, a challenge of um, you know, not being doctrinally uh, rooted and grounded. I'm not sure many of the churches here, uh, they do take creeds and confessions seriously. Um, you know, the challenge of not having, you know, the children and the young people uh, catechized and uh, growing in the, the knowledge of the, our great and holy faith. And so all of those have repercussions and we are in the midst of a generation especially the young generation that's uh, being sucked into this huge explosion of materialism and wealth on the one hand and internet and uh, all the immorality and the temptation to that on the other hand. And it's like all of a sudden, uh, you know, all of these things, it's just changing so fast, uh, the outlook and all of those things. And of course, there's the challenge of opposition. Um, to the gospel and um, there's the challenge of the enemy as we stay in a um, you know a, a land um, that's uh, been spiritually very dark there's a challenge of spiritual warfare and discouragements and uh, you know the the discord among brethren in churches and splits and uh, so many denominations uh, you know mushrooming all the time so uh, the challenge are huge, uh, but uh, there's also tremendous encouragement in the midst of all of this. God is uh, drawing his people from every tribe and tongue and nation. God's raising up 
uh, young people who are leaving uh, lucrative uh, jobs and uh, going into far-flung places and uh, they are understanding the 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 biblical way of doing things and planting churches and so in the midst of all the discouragements yet the lord makes sure uh, that we do uh, encounter uh, these encouraging days and encouraging times as well amen amen and what is the ratio or how difficult it is um i think you mentioned it a little bit but what what is the difficult situation for finding elders and deacons and pastors um setting up structure for new newly planted churches what what is the process for that um what how difficult that is um maybe you could just give us a little um um insider information on that yeah it's 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 pretty challenging because uh, when we do uh, local ministry the resources uh, to train uh, are lacking but uh, you know uh, over the last few years um, nine marks and um, and some other ministries are doing a wonderful job of of translating these resources so you know there's a lot of time that goes in just discipling new people and then mentoring them and uh, and then you know giving them the the heavy meat of god's word and then seeing them uh, grow in their biblical understanding and taking a stand uh, for the true gospel and and convictions being laid so it's it's a long process and you know the the lack of resources and uh, uh, lack of uh, other uh you know um, solid churches to uh, look up to um is also there and so it's it takes a long time and uh, you know uh, pastors um, they for the beginning of their ministry 5 to 8 to 10 years um, they are really um, alone uh, bearing the burden um, they are doing so many different roles wearing different hats and uh, it's it's discouraging and uh, some then um, don't make it uh, or they appoint elders and deacons too soon um, and then again there's a challenge there uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, issues with uh, you know if you're if you're not going to do everything my way then churches they just split over these big personalities um so there's the challenge of those things as well so uh, i think that's one of the difference that i see uh, when i come to the west and i just see elders meetings and uh, deacon body i just see the wonderful way in which they come alongside one another and and they they see the biblical mandate of uh, supporting one another and not uh, unnecessarily delaying decisions and and things like that i just see a wonderful uh, camaraderie and and respect and uh, the way they go forward together and so i think we have to learn a lot from that here i i guess maybe it's uh, this guru mentality uh, here in india where uh, one guru he has uh, the secrets and he gives 80% of the secrets to his disciples and he holds back 20% so that you know he will continue to be the Uh, the charismatic uh, personality so yeah lots to grow in 
Tell, tell us a little bit more about the Hindu religion. A lot of people have um, misunderstandings about that. Um, I know there's a, it, it, there's many elements. It's a big, big deal. It's, it's so deep. But if you could just give us a, a brief over, overview, introduction of what that is, and maybe some of the, the dangers of mixing Christianity with Hinduism, or at least some of the tenets um, and uh, you know, basically, you know, because many people think that Hinduism is like, like, um, well, a lot of people think um, yoga is Hinduism, and people don't practice yoga because of every position is like a, like a, like a worship thing. So maybe if you, maybe if you could talk to a little bit about that, um, what is yoga? Is is yoga Hindu? Uh, you know, a little bit about the beliefs that Christianity has maybe temptations to to pick up from Hinduism, maybe? So if you could speak a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, Hinduism is the majority uh, religion here, um, maybe 70 plus uh, percent. And um, I think the, the, the goal, I think there are five uh, ways. There's the way of meditation, there's the way of uh, karma, there's the there's the way of knowledge. Um, and, you know, all of these ways, pathways, ultimately to try and reach uh, moksha and release and be one with the cosmos. Um, that kind of is the nutshell, in a nutshell. Um, and so there are so many avatars and gods and goddesses uh, we have uh, around us. And... Uh, um, as far as uh, yoga, um, it's very interesting. I, I've had some back uh, trouble over the years, uh, lower back issues, and I see a lot of uh, similarities between the the uh, the back stretching exercises that my doctor, uh, the orthopedician, gives, and uh, with the yoga positions. And so, as a believer, I personally think that uh, uh, greater is He that is in you. And, uh, you know, as long as we are not giving our minds to uh, things and our minds are full of the word of God and uh, always focused on Christ, um, I think uh, these uh, exercises, uh, we just can't help but see the similarity uh, that the hospital gives them. Um, and uh, they do help the, the exercises and the stretches uh, for me. Um, so I haven't, um, you know, gone much into detail. There are uh, differences of opinion uh, amongst uh, us as well. Uh, some feel that, uh, you know, there are these uh, elements where we are interacting with um, through the chants and all of those things, uh, which uh, clearly uh, takes us into worshipping um, and which uh, a believer will not be uh, comfortable with. And uh, there are others who keep it strictly uh, just for the physical benefits of stretching and, and the flexibility and all of those things. So there's divided uh, opinion even over here uh, about uh, yoga. Um, and uh, I guess uh, it boils down to... Um, you know, the weaker brethren, and um, maybe it works for me. At least the exercise 
part and but i have to be careful about you know people who come out from a different faith and the way they see uh, if they see me uh, doing any stretches that look like that and in their mind you know the whole weaker brother and thing so uh, there's love and uh, wisdom um, and biblical wisdom as to what i'm doing how far uh, is this going whether it's crossing a line into worship um, those are the things that we have to think about yeah amen very very thoughtful same thing like eating meat or you know be, being a vegetarian in the green earth movement yeah um well there's a two ways of looking at it um, i would say the you know thomas came 2000 years ago and uh, you know in general indian people are so welcoming and uh, in you know in person uh, the the experience in person is uh, quite different to you know some of the rare uh, you know things that have happened um, i mean you know when we walk on the streets and when we interact uh, with people uh, it's just uh, amazing uh, a way we are able to connect and and talk and uh, laugh and uh, talk about so many things and at the same time you know uh, there have been certain things that have happened um, and um, you know uh, most of the opposition um, you know sometimes we we uh, ourselves uh, have uh, not done things that wisely or uh, Uh, you know in the the books or the publication something um that uh, we should not have um uh, written which can cause unnecessary disturbance or um you know kind of prob- uh, things uh, that could have been done wiser i personally would uh, love to focus in my talk and uh, my interaction on the glorious uh, uh, lord jesus and his uh, amazing multifaceted uh, glory and keep the focus on uh, you know the fact that we are sinners and what a great savior uh, god has uh, sent for us and and his glory rather than uh, you know trying to attack uh, uh, and uh, i think the the lord jesus uh, you know his person and work and his uh, what he has done for us is is so wonderful and unique and beautiful that uh, it attracts uh, sinners by god's grace so yes uh, there are these uh, the, there's growing opposition there are incidents uh, that uh, have been very disturbing and um, but in general um, you know we we don't uh, uh, you know every day in our normal experience um, uh experience it uh, you know as a norm and uh, it's uh, wonderful uh, friendships we do have with all kinds of people with different faiths and we uh, play football or we play games together and we study in colleges together so um yeah i mean what what i'm trying to say is the personal uh, experience interacting with people of different faiths is uh, is, uh, is very different and there are certain extreme occasions which uh, things you know have uh, gone into a very different direction 
Good to know. Good to know. Um, so, you know, for, for those who might be listening, uh, they never heard anybody speak in Hindi or in your um, dominant language, the, the most common language in every region, because every region has its own dialect, right? So if you can give a, if you can speak in Hindi or in your um, common language, um, for those who have Indian friends, maybe they want to share this, um, you know, um, episode with them, which I encourage. Um, can you give the gospel to in Hindi or in your common language um, to to someone who speaks those languages, um, who is not a Christian? Maybe they're listening. Um, sure. Can you give can you give a gospel presentation real quick to them in your language? Sure. Um, so samachar jo hai. वो अच्छी खबर है पहले परमेश्वर जिसने पूरा विश्व बनाया अपने सामर्थ्य से बनाया वो विश्व का मालक है उसने सब अच्छा बनाया मनुष्य को बनाया स्त्री को बनाया उसकी प्रतिमे प्रतिमा में बनाया और प्राणी मात्र से अलग और एक आत्मा जो है और परमेश्वर का ज्ञान रख सकती है परमेश्वर के साथ नाता रख सकती है पर बैड न्यूज दुख की बात यह है कि पाप आया है इस दुनिया में और पाप का जो फल और जो वेतन है वो मृत्यु है पाप मतलब हम जब हमारे मन में विचारों में कृति में एक्शन में हम परमेश्वर को दुख देते हैं उसके वचन के विपरीत हम रहते हैं या बर्ताव करते हैं या सोचते हैं तो पाप जो है बाइबल कहता है कि उससे मृत्यु आता है और शाप आता है और निराशा आती है अंधकार में हम जीते हैं और कोई आशा हमको हमारे जीवन में शांति जो है वो नहीं मिलती पर अच्छी खबर और गुड न्यूज और सुसमाचार ये है कि परमेश्वर ने हमको उस परिस्थिति में छोड़ा नहीं और 2000 साल पहले उसका पुत्र जो पूरे रीति से परमेश्वर था और उसने मनुष्य रूप धारण किया और हमारे लिए आया हमारे में इस एशिया में वो पैदा हुआ साढ़े तैतीस वर्ष वो जिया इस दुनिया में और परमेश्वर का नियम पूरे रीति से उसने जो है अपने जीवन में कर दिखाया पवित्र और निष्कलंक और को, को, कोई भी पाप उसने किया नहीं और ये सब परमेश्वर की योजना थी और फिर वो हमारे लिए बलिदान हुआ हमारे लिए प्रायश्चित हुआ जो पवित्र प्रभु है उसके ऊपर हमारा पाप जो है हमारा न्याय लेने को वो आया हमारा प्रायश्चित करने को आया और उसे वो सलीब पे चढ़ा दिया क्रूस पे चढ़ा दिया और उसे मारा गया और उसके लहू से उसके मारे जाने से उसके बलिदान से जो है हमारा प्रायश्चित होता है और परमेश्वर के सामने हम जो है हमको पाप क्षमा मिलती है और वो पाप क्षमा विश्वास से जब हम ये जो सुसमाचार है उस पर विश्वास रखते हैं और मान्य करते हैं कि मैं पापी हूँ मैं खुद को बचा नहीं सकता मैं खुद में और परमेश्वर में शांति नहीं ला सकता और आशा नहीं ला सकता और मृत्यु के बाद मैं जो है परमेश्वर की ओर नहीं जाऊंगा 
जब हमको ये समझता है और हम यीशु मसीह पर विश्वास रखते हैं कि वो ही मेरा बचाव करने वाला और मेरा प्रायश्चित है तो फिर हमारा बचाव होता है हमको उद्धार मिलता है और हम नाश से जीवन में आते हैं और अशांति से शांति में आते निराशा से आशा में आते हैं और हमको उस दिन से ही परमेश्वर के साथ एक नया आत्मिक जीवन मिलता है और परमेश्वर में हम बढ़ते हैं उसका वचन जो है वो प्यारा लगता है उसके लोगों के साथ जो है फेलोशिप और वक्त बिताना और चर्च में जाना उसके साथ रहना और बढ़ना ये सब अच्छा लगता है और ये सब आनंद और शांति जो है अभी ही शुरू होती है अपने जीवन में और एक दिन प्रभु आएगा और उसके सब विश्वासी लोगों को स्वर्ग में लेके जाएगा जहा कोई भी दुख की बात नहीं रहेगी वहा कोई तकलीफ और शाप की बात और मृत्यु की बात नहीं रहेगी हम सर्वदा आनंद में रहेंगे तो ये बाइबल का जो है मैसेज है और वो अच्छी गुड न्यूज सुसमाचार है when you were given yeah. the gospel uh, that was uh, the hindi language it's the national uh, language and all over india uh, that's the language that uh, mostly everybody knows awesome i'm going to take that and get and um, you know share that with everybody cuz uh, you know i i do have listeners in india you know what i mean so uh, i would like to reach I, you know i bought a barbecue grill from an indian family you know here in my in my city it they were the most lovely very friendly people um and i was like oh oh yeah you know um you know and they spoke a different language you know heavy accent they spoke english but it was like man i wish i could speak hindi right now <laughs> to to to, to yeah. give you the gospel and tell you what i want to tell you yeah. uh, so yeah, um how can cool, people cool. get in touch with you um how can people follow you um you know if you could give, give us a few websites uh, you know uh, you know links i'll drop the links to to where people can follow you but where can people follow you and stay in touch with you yeah i'm i'm on facebook as uh, vinit sasane and uh, i'm also uh, on gmail uh, vinit v i n w e t dot sasane s a s a n e at gmail dot com um so i think those two are the best places to reach me and you do have a pastors conference right every year where you train yeah. pastors right um can you tell us before we leave can you tell us a little bit about that um on what the mission yeah. for training pastors in india and how can we get involved if you want to sure uh, it's called all india pastors conference uh, there's a website too and it's a group of uh, like minded um sound doctrine um, believing uh, pastors from all over india we gather once a year for mutual encouragement and uh, we have good speakers that come the fellowship is sweet uh, and we do a lot of networking and encouraging one another and seeing how we can uh, help one another in uh, you know different parts of the country so it's really sweet uh, because all of us will uh, you know more or less believe in the core a uh, non negotiable uh, truths of the bible the doctrines of grace um so that's uh, really sweet yeah and uh, we also have a website uh, uh, amongst us called equip indian churches where we write articles and blogs and videos and 
all of the sessions and resources we try to provide so that the church in India can be equipped and strengthened. Maybe one day I would love to go out there just for the fellowship and uh, encourage and meet, meet pastors. Um, that's one of my dreams is to go around the world and meet the churches. You know, uh, that's one of my dreams is to get involved with, uh, you know, the churches around the world, you know, and not just talk about the church, but like actually put my boots on the ground, you know, go to mm. Egypt, go to, go to Egypt, go to Poland, go to India and meet these pastors, uh, meet the congregants, meet the elders, you know what I mean? Go on the front lines of where the church is primarily growing, uh, being fruitful, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not saying the church is not growing here, uh, but I really want to get a taste of what the church is doing there. Um, so maybe one day I'll go out there and, um, you know, fellowship with you guys. Oh, yeah. You are most welcome. All Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, uh, Vinit. Thank you so much for tuning in to Bible Theory. Don't forget to uh, like, share, and subscribe to Bible Theory Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Follow me on Twitter as well, at the Chicano Knox. And I'll drop the links uh, where you can find Vinita as well. So until next time, I appreciate you and God bless the church. And Jesus said, I will build my church. And that's a promise. You could take it to the bank. Until next Amen. time, brothers and sisters, have a good day. Thank you for listening to Bible Theory. Don't forget to share this with your homies. Support Bible Theory on Patreon. Follow me on Twitter at The Chicano Knox. Like and subscribe to Bible Theory on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and more. Gracias por escuchar Bible Theory. No olvides a compartir esto con tus homies. Apoya Bible Theory and Patreon. Sígame en Twitter and The Chicano Knox. Dame un like y suscríbete a Bible Theory and Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio y más.